Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Kid, but he's about to be the man for some NFL franchise. It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests on the Goodyear hotline. I want to mention we're just about a little over, fellas. The countdown will continue, I'm sure, since we invented the countdown clock. It'll be up there somewhere. We are just over 100 days away from the NFL draft scheduled to begin April 29th in Cleveland. Let's see if it's old school with throngs of fans there, but you just never know in 2021, a little over a hundred days away. It seemed like a hundred percent chance that Trevor Lawrence was going to be the first pick signed, sealed and delivered to the Jacksonville Jaguars. It almost just made too much sense. His collegiate career being anointed from day one, being a kid from Georgia that could hopscotch over and play in North Florida. I mean, every storyline you want, you could check every single box for Trevor Lawrence, but Key is a cautionary tale this morning, and we were talking about this. Not just this morning, all the time. All the time. And <laughs> that is to say, number one draft picks are number one draft picks, but sometimes they don't have the track record you would expect from number one draft picks when you look up and see how many Lombardis he got. Well, it, it, it's true, though, in, in, and that's so for all positions. It just depends on what the organization is looking for at certain spots. But when you look at quarterbacks, for instance, you can go back – as far as maybe like a Troy Aikman and look at the number one overall picks at quarterback. There's not two Mannings and Eli and Peyton. And in between, the only guy I can think of is Troy Aikman to win Super Bowls. And then when you talk about changing the culture of a franchise, there's only one guy in the number one overall pick that I could think about in recent history would be uh, Cam Newton. And if you want to go even further back, John Elway. Mm-hmm. So all these number one quarterbacks that are in between overall, and even if you want to dive into the top five picks, right, one, two, three, four, five, how many have gone on to win and put a franchise on its back and carry it into Lombardi territory, right? How many? It's not. And so when you start this can't miss, can't do this, can't do that, he's the face of the organization. He's going to be a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. My whole thing is caution. Just slow down. Let's evaluate the process because as I continue to keep trying to educate and tell people, a lot of guys who make these decisions haven't seen prospects up close in person. And you know how that goes. They want to touch them, feel them. They want to see the ball come off the wrist. They want to see them drop back. That's why they have private workouts. That's why they have pro days in combines and senior bowls. You look at it, Carson went to, I believe he went to the senior bowl, and then all of a sudden he just shot up the charts. Shot him up. I mean, so you got to kind of just, I understand this is the news cycle and this is what we have to do is we have to say that this guy is a can't-miss prospect. We just had Damon Woody on with us a minute ago, and Damon Woody mentioned that Justin Fields can't be that far away from Trevor Lawrence. And I, I feel the same way, just watching with my eyes. How could it be that much of a separation? And I understand, Jay Will, that we like to push and sell guys, but mm-hmm. how could Trevor Lawrence be that much better than Justin Fields or any of these other quarterbacks when we put on the tape against the big boys, he has he has the tendency to struggle in big games at times. Well, there's no doubt that there's a huge media push behind Trevor Lawrence and what he's been able to accomplish throughout his collegiate career. I mean, when you look at the numbers on a piece of paper, they're staggering, right? I mean, granted, those two losses, uh, but still, I mean, 34-2. and two. But here's an interesting point. 
everybody wants to go number one or number two in a draft. I get that because of the money that you get and the signing bonus. But in the day, I much rather go to a competent organization. Absolutely. And that's the thing for Trevor Lawrence. Okay, like I'm not worried about, hey, I'm going number one. I got to go number one. What organization am I going to? Because, Key, you and I have seen this in basketball and football. There's only a certain number of players. It's extremely low. Few, like LeBron James on the basketball side. Doesn't matter what organization he goes to, he's going to change it. Doesn't matter who you put around him, he's going to be a game changer right out of the gate. But for most people, for 99% of the people who go number one, number two, who you surround them with helps them get to that next level. Right. So absolutely. Who's competent enough to help Trevor Lawrence get to winning a Lombardi trophy? Hey, that's the conversation. Hey, Jay, I was the number one overall pick. Okay, I came out of USC and I balled out in college. I came to the New York Jets. I was in witness protection. Okay, (laughs) I I, no, And then I died and went to heaven. Because mm-hmm. I got Bill Parcells and Charlie Weiss and Dan Henning and Todd Haley and Bill Belichick. I died and went to heaven. If yeah. I would have stayed messing around with Richie Kotite, I wouldn't be on ESPN talking right now. You have to find me on one of them networks somewhere. You know, when you go to the channel, <laughs> you're like, damn, I didn't know Key was doing. <laughs> I didn't know he was doing TV and radio. What network is this? And that's real. But because I got put in the right situation, mm-hmm. it helped elevate my career. So then I had value to go to Tampa and help them win a Super Bowl. And, and so it, it's all about the right spots. You do want to go one and you do want to go two because people can't take that away from you. You, you know, you're number one pick in the whole thing. You're the, you're the queen of the ball, all of those sort of things. But if you go to the wrong spot, we've seen it. We've seen it. We've seen the cars of the world and the Jamarcus Russells of the world at a time that you – Jamarcus Russell goes to the Raiders, which was at that time – a bad organization. It was not good. It was not run well. It was it was crazy. If Jamarcus Russell had gone to a competent organization with competent people, maybe his career doesn't wind up in the cellar the way that it did. Maybe he doesn't become one of the all-time biggest NFL busts had he gone somewhere with people that could try to help him manage his problems that he had. But you just never know, man. And, and, and I just caution – Slow down before we just start pushing somebody as the number one overall pick, and it's not even close. But see, Keith, that's why, that's why I mess with our show, because we, we, we tell it like it is from the athlete perspective. So many people get lost in all these narratives about, oh, well, he's a bust. Like, well, no, like a lot of things need to go in your, your, your favor we to be extremely word. successful. The B word. No, you yeah. can't bust. use bust. We can't. To yeah. follow up on Jay's point, let me just mention two things, because, Jay, I think you hit the nail on the head. It's about going to the right organization. Key mentioned if you're Jamarcus Russell and you got a world of talent and you go to a terrible organization, it's like oil and water. It can't mesh. But to the corollary of what Jay said, think about this. The 11th pick, Key likes to go top five when we're evaluating. The 11th pick of the 2004 NFL draft was a guy named... Ben Roethlisberger. You think Ben Roethlisberger is happy that he didn't fall out of the top 10? He's got a couple Lombardis. The very next year, the 24th pick in the 2005 NFL draft, his name was Aaron Rodgers. And yes, I understand he had to wait, the drama with Brett Favre, but it's still a rock-solid organization. One close to home for me is my nephew. I was Mm. with him on draft day, right? And, and, And he'll tell you the story if he ever comes on our show. If you're listening, Mikey, we need you to come on, right? Um... It, it, he and I were sitting there in the room on draft day, and he was very disappointed that he went in the second round. 
And I told him, I said, boy, you know how I talk. I said, boy, and I gave some words or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I said, man, let me tell you something. Them dudes that all went in front of you, every last one of them, they either going to be out of the league in three to four years or they'll be on their next team two or three times by the time you get paid because you're landing in the right spot with the New Orleans Saints. You're going to have Sean Payton. You're going to have a quarterback. It's going to line up perfect for him. A Hall of Fame quarterback, Keith. Yes, and he <laughs> is on his own personal goals, is on trajectory to eventually get one of those gold jackets because he's putting up, when he's healthy, crazy numbers. And so you, you, you look at it, it's all about where you go. It's all about where you go. If Eli Manning had gone to the Chargers, Maybe we're not talking about Eli Manning with two Super Bowl championships for the New York Giants and potentially, or not potentially, when he goes in to the Hall of Fame. If he's with the Chargers and there's, you know, you know, I'm talking about, eh, what, you know, it's, it's a, what is that? He goes to the perfect situation in New York with the Giants with a dominant defense and over time he gets two Lombardi trophies, puts up good numbers in a big city, the number one city in America. Imagine that. That's Imagine why Zubin, that. I'm sitting there watching the Jags, and I'm saying, who are they going to hire as a head coach? And if, if you're a draftee that can go in the top two or top three, you're, you're watching that. Your agent is telling you we are watching that to make sure that the, the, the front office is in a position to make you successful. That's important. And they, hire, they, they go and hire the wrong general manager, and he hires the wrong head coach. Now what? <laughs> right? You, you're like, mm-hmm. oh, God. Uh, keep, uh, this, keep this in mind. The Jags have drafted in their history three quarterbacks in the first round. Blake Bortles, mm-hmm. Byron Leftwich, yep. and Blaine Gabbert. That's it. And the only so one. So what's the track record there? The only one that I think, from a passing standpoint, probably has some success was Byron Leftwich. Mm-hmm. Blake Bortles went to some playoffs, but they didn't even trust him in the second half to throw the ball against the New England Patriots, so they lost. Key referencing, it was just three short years ago where the Jaguars had a double-digit fourth-quarter lead in Foxborough for a chance to go to the Super Bowl and win the AFC, and now they're looking for a head coach and a general manager and a quarterback. And the best quarterback they had in franchise history is Mark Brunel that they traded for. Mm -hmm. That was at the beginning of the Jaguars franchise, almost took them to the brink of the Super Bowl there in the Uh, mid-1990s. little Steve Young. A little Southpaw. That's the Steve Young reference. He was left-handed, our old colleague here at ESPN, Mark Brunel. This is Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. A reminder to tune into Mike Greenberg's show, Greeny, which follows us this morning at 10 a.m. Eastern right here on ESPN Radio. Today, he'll talk to Eddie George and Howie Long. Greeny takes you inside the stories of the day. As only Mike can, the A-listers like Eddie George and Howie Long interacting with you every single weekday from Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin right into Greeny weekday mornings on ESPN Radio. I'm 42 years old. I grew up about 40 minutes away from Madison Square Garden. And Jay, you'll remember this. When the Knicks were as hot as hot could be, the big anthem was always these words. Go New York, go New York, go. And let's go right to this from their new breakout superstar. Five to shoot against O'Neal. Rivers at the left wing. Three to shoot. Three on the way. Hits another one. Contested again. Austin Rivers with the last 14 points for the Knicks. And with 47.5 to go, the Knicks lead by 10. You heard that right. 14 straight for Austin Rivers. Knicks win 112-100 against the Jazz. They are now 5-3. and three. 
And they play at the world's most famous arena, as they did last night. And the NBA world is certainly taking note. Let's welcome in Alan Hahn. He's the co-host of Barton Hahn, who began their national radio run this week. You can hear them from noon to 2 Eastern right here on ESPN Radio and on our streaming service, ESPN+. Plus. Alan, of course, also, if you are from the tri-state area and you're a basketball fan, Nick's analyst for a long time, Nick's writer for a long time, knows the organization inside and out. So, uh, Alan, this is a little bit of a different Nick's complexion than you've probably seen here over the last couple of decades or so what's the buzz around this team right now it's buzz that's the that's the buzz it's the fact that there is it's they're back in the league is the way i like to put it i felt like the last six years were like if they were playing soccer in in, in europe and it's relegation you know they, they weren't even invited to the damn bubble guys you know you, you sat out for nine months but it felt like even longer than that because this is a basketball city we love our basketball and so to have the Knicks just back and playing basketball at the Garden is one thing, but have them playing well and off to their best start since 2012-13. That's how long it's been since they've had even a modest – this is a modest start, five wins and eight. They were 7-1 and one that year. That was a very good year at 54 wins. But it just shows you that this, by the way, is also the th- time for – it's the third best start they've had in the last 20 years. Can you, can you imagine that? I mean that's what that's what it feels like. So there's your buzz. So so <laughs> I'm sorry, man, because I you know like, me. See, huh? I know. It's I, like, know I, I get it. I understand. When you win a championship after championship, you know it's 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 it's, it's kind of. I already done gave us a championship this year, but at five and three, can they keep this up though? How far can they go? Alan, real quick before you answer that, I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna. Back up your point, because I think most people are like Key. They're like, come on, bro. It's five and three. <laughs> Remember understand. this. Last year. You Key, understand. We've been thirsty for years. I get, <laughs> I get it. I understand it. But it's eight games but, here, and it just but, makes me laugh. But, Alan, I'm with you 100%, and I know Key's laughing. Last, so the Knicks are five and three after eight games. Last mm-hmm. year, Alan, if I'm not mistaken, it took them 25 yes. games to get to five wins. That so now exactly. they have five <laughs> wins after eight games. Come on. we got to give them a little credit here. I'm giving them credit. Credit. I just had to chuckle because he's so excited at five and three, and I'm sitting here looking eight games in, and I'm like, see, the again, season you got just champagne started. Problems, Key. You but- got see that's champagne <laughs> problems. What you have there, you have to understand. We have potholes on streets here that are older than than your city. You understand that, right? <laughs> no, like you got to understand what we deal with here. There's traffic here that we just call. That's every day. We're typical. This is normal. It ain't the 405. This is just what you do here. You live with misery. So when you have one moment of shining happiness, you grasp it, you embrace it like that like that piece of, of a half a Big Mac that's on the ground and the rat comes out and he's like, we're going to Sizzler tonight, baby. I got a half a Big Mac. That's how we feel around here. So having even this modest start, it just makes you feel better about things. They're not the only t- team in town now. We understand that. But there's just something about this team that when they are, when they are good, the whole city just feels better. It's just there's something about it. And everybody that's old enough to know about the 90s, they remember those teams. Okay, you were here during yes. those years. Yeah. You know what that's about. When oh, this yeah. team's good, people will stick their chests out again. You feel proud to be in New York. And that's why this silly, modest start does have people giddy. And, you know, that's, that's what Alan, it is. Can New they keep York it going, Alan, though? Can they keep no, it going? No, I don't think they can't keep Now, wait a minute, Jay. Why do you say they can't? Health uh, is the only way they don't. Health. Alan, are, do, you, do you expect Julius Randle to continue to average 22, 11, and 7.5 and for the whole season? Are, are, you, projecting the, are you projecting oh, the Knicks to make the playoffs? Nobody saw that, though. Nobody saw that. But you know what I see? I see a guy that's – look, it's, it's contract year, fellas, right? 
So when you're in a contract year, you show up and you play honest. You're in great shape, which he's never been before, and they're giving him the role because he can play that role because he doesn't get tired late in games. He can run the floor. Do I expect him to hold this up? I don't know because I've never seen him do it, but I've mm. never seen him coach this way, and I've never seen him motivated this way. This is the first time in franchise in a long time with this franchise where you've had the synergy of the front office and the coach. This has forever been the issue where the players don't fit the coach or it's the, you know whether it's forcing the triangle on a coach to have to play a certain way and the players didn't want to, or whether it's we're waiting for the next guy and the next guy and we're setting up for whether it's you know 2010 and LeBron or two years ago and, and Kevin Durant. It's always been about setting it up for the next guy. This is for the first time in a long time where they're coaching this team right now. It's the first time they had synergy, which is why, to me, injuries – are the only thing that will derail this from being a season. I'm not saying they're going to championship. I'm not even going to say they you know, are going to be a contender. What I'm saying is is to make the playoffs. For th- That would be an unbelievable thing after everything this franchise has been through. Alan, let's go here. So I know that the Knicks didn't make any moves in the offseason, didn't take any big swings for free agents or making trades, right? They stayed status quo with their yeah. younger group core. With knowing that the history of Tibbs, right, a lot of star players, potentially other than Jimmy Butler, really didn't like to play for him and, and Derrick Rose because of the, the way he actually runs you into the ground, right? Yep. Carl Anthony Towns, guys like that back in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Who was the right superstar to come to the New York Knicks you know, next year in free agency that you think fits into the culture for Tom Thibodeau and the Knicks and Leon Rose? I can't answer that. Number one, there aren't any real superstars that are going to be available in free agency anyway, to be honest with you. You're going to have to trade for somebody. But I think you have to fit, You have to understand. I think Tibbs is learning that he's got to be that. Like You've got to get like-minded players, gym rats, guys that want like, – like Austin Rivers is a great example. You see the way he's talking about this team and, and the way he feels like that he loves this kind of environment. You've got to draft guys. You've got to – uh, sign guys that fit that mentality and you can't you, you just can't try too hard and bring in somebody that doesn't fit the mentality you just it's just the way it is look at Miami Miami's the same way and they're almost trying to emulate Miami in that aspect where it's not for everyone and that's how I think the mentality has to be it can't be star chasing anymore because we've learned Jay stars do not want to just sign with this team unless they know they can win speaking Alan, of stars huh? what's going on with the Nets I'm sorry Key that's all right. Go ahead. <laughs> they don't play defense. I had a Hall of Famer I was talking to the other day who watches them regularly, and he said to me, that's street ball. Like, they just out-talent you. They really don't defend. Now, they made a lineup change, and, I mean, this is why you brought in Bruce Brown and players like that. You want to get some defense going, and they were much better against the Jazz, and so we'll see if they can keep that going. But, you know, you and I both know that they have enough talent to win in the East and probably get to the finals, and they should. So I'm not, you know, I look at this like that first year. Remember Miami, LeBron, Wade, and Bosch, and how that first year, about 20 games in, they were still about hovering around 500, having some issues. They'll work this thing out. They got way too much talent. Alan Hahn, co-host of Barton Hahn, Barton Hahn, weekdays from noon to 2 p.m. on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. Let's talk about the other team in town, the Nets. How, are, how is New York feeling about the Nets as a whole right now? I don't feel like they are – they still are that team that it's like you begrudgingly watch them for the most part. Their fan base is not obviously not as big as, as the Knicks, but it's similar to, I think, when the Clippers were doing what they were doing. I, I wish New York could have what L.A. has, two great teams, because this city loves basketball so much that two big markets having two teams that are elite teams would be fantastic for the league, for the sport, and everything else. So I just think it's that same vibe. I think, you know, you but saw the ne- it. When the, the Clippers Nets, were good – the Knicks are actually better – than the Knicks. And the Clippers are not better than well, the Lakers. Well, they were a couple of years ago. 
The Clippers were a couple of years ago. Better. Yeah, but yeah, but I, I, yeah, and, and how did the city? How did the city embrace the Clippers even when they were a, even when they had Blake and CP and DeAndre? Was, and they, they were, were still really they team. still they still was little brother. Uh, yeah, and the Lakers were mm-hmm. a, what didn't make the playoffs for six years. Still, still was like, little brother. See what I mean? Like yeah. that's I think that's just because of the fan base sizes. But I also think you're watching them though because you have to. You know, with Kevin's a guy. I can't. I can't not watch Kevin Durant play basketball. I don't, as much as it pains me that he's not wearing a Nick uniform, I still like watching him play. So I do think that's part of it. But the buzz just doesn't match a, a, a silly five and three start because there's just so much more passion behind the other team. You couldn't stand watching the Jets play football, but you had to. Now they got the number two pick in the draft. <laughs> what should they do with that number two pick, Allen? I, I, I go back and forth. I don't know. I honestly don't know. I feel like, is Sam a guy that I can believe in and trade that pick and get uh, at number two, knowing other people want quarterbacks, and I can get a bunch of picks and build a team around Sam? Can I turn Sam into Baker Mayfield, where he's more of a manager and less of a guy that I'm yep. relying on his arm? Like Absolutely, you can. Absolutely, you can. Yeah. I, I feel, I, I'm in that spot. I don't know what Justin Fields is. I don't because I've seen some of bad, and then I see him in the semifinal playing tough and playing amazing. So I'm not sure yet about him. And then, of course, you know, the, the, the Mormon Mahomes out there at BYU, that kid uh, has a lot of sizzle. But, you know, you're ready to start over again at quarterback. There's, that's a big debate, and that's a tough decision for Joe Douglas, isn't it? No question about it. No question about it. He's referencing Zach Wilson, the record-setting quarterback at BYU. It's great to be on the air in New York right now because the Mets are trying to turn the corner, the Jets are trying to turn the corner, the Giants are trying to turn the corner, the Knicks and the Nets in the same way are trying to turn the corner. So it's a fascinating time to discuss all (laughs) the other. There's Key. When Barry Melrose is off, we always call Key first. So we should. (laughs) That's just Key. I got to get you to an Islanders game now. That's the team that went to the Final Four, you know, last year. All right, we'll go. Let's do it. We'll go. Hey. He's all, right. all about winning, and you know what the Islanders did in the 80s. We'll see you from noon to 2 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. Thanks for bringing the, the passion. New York basketball passion is back times two. Alan, thanks a lot. All right, thanks, Al. guys. Man, they played eight Al. games, man. <laughs> I get it. I'm, hey, man, I'm on New York. Better than I'm, last year, Keith. I'm in New York. I support the New York sports fan base and all that sort of stuff. But they won it. They played eight games, man. Okay. Slow down. Five One day at a time, Key. One day at a time. <laughs> five and three, five and 20. That's all I'm saying. That's a pretty good improvement. Alan Hahn joined on the Goodyear Hotline brought to you by Goodyear. Helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear, more driven. On the way, take it or shake it. Take it or toss it. Cam Newton is starting for someone. Week one next year, New England or elsewhere. The guy's answer. That is next. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. <laughs> Key wants the energy to go up on take it or shake it there, so let's do it. Here we go. It's as simple as this. I'll throw out a topic. The fellows will either take it in the affirmative or shake it and toss it. Here we go. The Knicks, with what I think is a spectacular 5-3 and three record, Key would disagree. The Knicks are the best team in New York. The Nets are 4-4. Four and four. The Knicks are 5-3. and three. Take it or shake it! it! Couldn't even finish. Yeah, shake it all day long, man. Look, it's good for New York. I, I understand the tri-state area is going nuts right now over the Knicks and not so much over the Nets because of the history of the Knicks as well as the Nets. The Nets have been somewhat, you know, in the – little seat, the little chair where the Knicks has been the, the darling of New York. Five and three, we just had Alan Hahn on. He loved it. I'm just like, you can might look up and they might be five and six tomorrow. So it's kind of like just, I understand, I'm not trying to rain on y'all parade, but come on, man, stop. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, they going to cook when they need to. The Knicks are the better coached team, but the talent on the Brooklyn Nets makes them the better team because their ceiling is a lot higher. But I think the Knicks maybe potentially long-term, if they continue to stay with this kind of mantra, this style, if they get the right players to buy into it, I think do have potential to have more long-term success potentially. Man, wow. You, you, that's the first I heard that one out of you, Jay. Flip that one, I know. And look, it's always great to have the Knicks back in the discussion because whether you like them, you love them, you hate them, the Knicks playing well is great for the NBA. That is not disputable. Here we go. Back to football. Trevor Lawrence should be the first overall pick in the NFL draft. Take it or shake it. Shake it. Shake it. And the reason I I say shake it is because we got to still do due diligence, man. We can't just assume that somebody's the number one overall pick because they had a – you know, a, a successful college career. There's a lot of stuff that has to go take place from hiring coaches and general managers and figuring out exactly what Jacksonville wants to do with their organization and the style of system that they want to run. What if they hire somebody who wants to, you know, run trick plays all day? You just, you don't know. Um, so let's just wait and see. Let's wait and see. Got a long time. You said a hundred days before the draft. Yep. Zubin, I love I love doing this, Saki. Key, you own your own NFL franchise. You are also the GM of your own NFL franchise. Well, what team you am need, I owning? What, what, whatever team you want to own. You need a quarterback. If you had to make a decision today, what style of quarterback fits the way that Keyshawn Johnson would like to run his team? One with accuracy and mobility. That's just, that just simple. I want one with accuracy and mobility, not just mobility to, to – Climb in the pocket and elude defenders, but somebody that could pull the ball down and go sixty. Who is that? I don't. You ask. I don't know. It could be a million dudes. I know. Is that Justin Fields? Is that Trevor Lawrence? Is that Zach Wilson? Is that Trey Lance? Who would you Who would you take if you had to make take a pick right now? If I had to take a pick right now, I'd probably take Justin Fields. I probably would take Justin Fields. I, I like Justin Fields a lot. I like Trevor Lawrence too, but I, I based on the style that I might want to run. 
uh, it probably would be Justin Fields. And okay. again, Todd McShay will join us in less than an hour, 9.30 a.m. Eastern. His first mock draft of 2021 is out. We'll see where he has all the quarterbacks. We'll dig in with him coming up here at 9.30 a.m. Eastern. Take It or Shake It is brought to you by Granger. Jim Harbaugh has coached his last game at his alma mater, Michigan. Take it or shake it. Hmm. Take it! Take it! Take it! Okay. I, I think a domino or two might fall here real soon in the next couple of weeks. Can the Chicago Bears job and will the Chicago Bears job open up? After they lose in the playoffs, will that job all of a sudden open up? Is Jim Harbaugh waiting around for that? Is he going to get the necessary interviews in the next couple weeks? Like what, what, what's going to take place? Because certainly if Michigan wanted to sign him long-term because he's on a lame duck deal right now, I would assume that that deal would have gotten done by now. Why, why are you waiting to sign a coach to a long-term deal if you wanted him? I feel like Jim Harbaugh is in the best position in sports, right? He has a contract that's sitting on his table that he is prolonging to actually sign because he's waiting to see if an NFL opportunity is opening up. I don't think Chicago's going to open up. I think Matt Nagy will have that going into next year with Ryan Pace, their president, potentially the Jets. But I actually think I see Jim Harbaugh back at Michigan next year. I, I think he's a little bit lower on the list of people that looking for that are actually going to take a job in NFL. We'll see what happens. There is some talk that Ward Manuel, the athletic director at Michigan, and Jim Harbaugh are working on a contract extension. And you know the old joke. Everybody at Ohio State is hoping that's true. <laughs> With all the- <laughs> I'm hoping that's true as an Ohio State football fan. Right, for sure. Here we go. Cam Newton is starting week one of 2021 for someone. Take it or shake it. Take it. Take it. Take it. Yeah, I, I think he'll be a starting quarterback, whether it's in New England or another team in the National Football League. I think he's did enough from a health standpoint to show everybody that he's healthy and he can last the entire season because there was this narrative that was set out there after he missed most of the 2019 season. For whatever reason, they deemed him as injury prone. And then people kind of just said, ah, pushed him aside. Then he had a subpar year this year. But you can certainly see flashes at times that he is capable of being a decent quarterback in the league. Maybe you put some stuff around him and see what he gets. Key. I just I don't know if I see Cam Newton being a starter next year right away. I maybe eventually in the league, but after this season I know he's battled through a lot. I'm just curious what team would pay him. I kind of see him as more of a serviceable backup guy that maybe gets a starting job because somebody gets injured or somebody isn't playing well, then I just see somebody stamping him as a starter right out of the gate. Yeah, he's not he's not going to be a backup. I hate to disappoint you, Jay Will. No backup okay. according to Adam Shefty which is going to join us at some point in time on the show, we could ask him about the $40 million to $50 million potential off five minutes. Adam, Adam will join us 40 to $50 million potential offer that could come in free agency from the Washington football team. Let's just be careful with that. Right. I mean, I if you, you think about it, no one's giving you that type of money to be a backup. You mentioned Schefter, 8.45 a.m. Eastern. Adam reported yesterday, if Cam's not back in New England, one of the teams that would be a suitor would be the Washington football team. And speaking of the Washington football team, our next one, Chase Young, their stud rookie, will sack Tom Brady more than once on Saturday. He has openly said, I'm coming for Tom Saturday night. Take it or shake it. Take it. I, I would say Chase Young will have three sacks on Tom Brady. Whoa. In the game. Whoa. Three. Okay. Oh, he's going to get to him now. I'm with you, kid. Yeah, he's he, get to yeah him that's now. what I'm saying. His, his motor, whoever that left tackle and that right tackle and them tight ends are and that fullback or whatever, whoever, he's going to get what he's 
coming to get. It's just Tom Brady is standing there as a statue. Now, whether or not they win the football game is a different story. Whether or not Tom Brady throws for 400 yards and five touchdowns, all that. But Chase Young is going to get to him. The question is, how long can the secondary for the Washington football team hold the receivers in place to allow Chase Young to get to him? But I think he'll get to him every once in a while. Here we go. Last one, and this is big because Lamar has been asked about this all week long. I mean, his career is just getting started, but he's still looking for playoff win number one. That said, the Ravens will win at least one playoff game this year. A reminder, they'll play on ESPN Sunday against the Titans. It's a playoff rematch. Take it I, or shake it. I love sports, man. Take it. Take, Take it. it. I, I love sports because the dude been in the been in the league three years and gone to the playoffs every single year. And people are now saying, can he win a playoff game? Can he? It's like, man, you know how many dudes have played in the playoffs their entire careers and never won? It's just wild to me. But, yes, I think he gets his victory this week because Tennessee's defense – is not very good run-stopping defense. And when I look at the three-headed monster of Ingram, Dobbins, along with Lamar Jackson, putting that foot in the ground, and his ability to throw at times in the red zone is pretty marvelous. Marvelous. I say they win. He gets his playoff victory against Tennessee. Key and Zubin, I, I know that we do sports for a living, and a lot of things that we see that are spectacular to everyday people don't seem to be spectacular to us because we, we've done it or we've seen it at such a volume. Man, they, they rush for 400 yards, Zubin. Yeah, Bengals. I, I don't care. 400 yards, Zubin. Like that, that goes to show you the explosiveness of the talent that they have. No doubt. Jay referencing what they did on Sunday in their in the regular season it, finale. He's, he's been in the playoffs every single year, man. Mm-hmm. Every single year, the dude's been in the playoffs since coming from Louisville. And it's questioning. People are questioning. They started that after last year. Can he win a play? I'm like, slow down. <laughs> like, this dude ain't even been able to tie his shoe correctly yet. Don't kill the messenger. I think what the critics are saying, I'm not saying they're right. They're literally saying the kid's been the MVP. Crazy. He's won 12 in a row to end last the year. You would the, think the, that somebody with like that type of resume would have won a playoff. The dude won the MVP in his second year. In his second year. Mm-hmm. It's just 100%. But that's what I'm saying. If you're relax. that good. By the way, he's 24 today. You want to wish him a happy birthday? Happy birthday, Lamar. Don't let him get to you. Early birthday, birthday present. Pick up that first one. Yeah, man. Slow it down. Sport. You're zooming, man. Sports center. <laughs> Take it or shake it. Brought the, to media. You by Green yeah. the media. The media key. The media. It drives me crazy, Jay, when in Zubin, when people do that. Then when he wins this game, can he, then the narrative will switch. Can he win two? And then next year, if he loses, the next will be Lamar Jackson has only won one playoff game in his career. Dude, been in the league three years. <laughs> Fair enough. Take it or shake it. Brought to you by Granger. Key definitely shaking the criticism with supplies and solutions for every single industry. Granger, always here to help. Call kickgranger.com slash safety or just stop by. We're also presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. Still to come, there is one NFL team that has said thanks but no thanks to interviewing the hottest offensive coordinator candidate (laughs) in years. Why would that be the case? The NFL's best insider has the answer. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. 
Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. That is the voice of Greeny. You can listen to Greeny mm-hmm. 10 a.m. Eastern mm-hmm. on ESPN Radio, following us on many of these ESPN Radio stations. And this morning, he'll have a very interesting guest in Howie Long to look ahead to Wild Card Weekend. Let's call it Super Wild Card Weekend. Before we get there, the business at hand, you just heard about those half dozen openings. Let's bring in the NFL's best insider, Adam Schefter. Adam, Eric Bieniemy, one of the hottest assistant coaching candidates in years, has interviewed or has been contacted by five of the six teams that currently have an opening. However, at this particular point, the Houston Texans have expressed no interest. Why would that be if everybody thinks this is the guy that could turn around your franchise? It's a little odd. I could tell you it's caught the attention of some people around the league, and they've wondered themselves why Houston has not put in a slip. Now, the only thing you could say is that the Texans were busy doing their GM hiring landing Nick Casario to a six-year contract this past week. But that doesn't excuse not at least putting in a permission slip for him to at least have the idea to be able to speak to him. I don't think he's going to speak to them now, even if they were to put in a slip. They're late to the party, and he's taking care of his interviews, and he's trying to focus on the upcoming divisional playoff round that the Chiefs have next weekend. And so it just looks a little odd that every team with an opening has interviewed him, but the Houston Texans haven't. Adam, uh, take me through, help me understand, educate me, take me through the timeline. So because of the bye, they only get the bye week to interview because once he resumes play until he's, you know, eliminated, they can't interview him again, correct? Right, until I think it's the conference championship game after that, if they get that far. And again, Coaches are busy coaching. Like they don't, as much as they want a head coaching job, it's hard to put your energy and time into a coaching interview when you've got an upcoming game to prepare for. And I think the rules are such that they can interview this week, but next week they're off limits. We talked about the openings. We know the openings that are right now. Is there any surprise openings in it? like the Chicago potentially if they lose, uh, John Elway, Denver you're close to in the Broncos, it, could the Denver situation open up now that they're looking for a new general manager? Well, Keith, the, the Denver situation did open up. They're, they're kind of ride with Vic Fangio, and whoever they hire as general manager is going to work side-by-side side with Vic moving forward to lead that franchise into the future. And I guess there always could be something that happens, another coach who's fired at some point in time here. But to date, it's hard to see where that is right now. I think Chicago, I think Matt Nagy is going to be safe there. I don't think that's an issue. He's gotten them to the postseason. Uh, They've played well. Uh, Don't suspect anything with Matt Nagy in Chicago right now. 
And so I don't know that there's going to be another head coaching change. And if there were, at this point, it would be a surprise. What's the likelihood that we see Urban Meyer roaming the sidelines in the NFL next year? I think there's a pretty decent chance about it. I mean, he is taking the time now to sort through whether he wants to make that jump and leave TV and go coach. And it's two totally different lifestyle choices. And it's hard and it's not easy. And he struggled with losing in college. And there would be even more losing at the NFL level. But at the same time that there would be more losing at the NFL level, there's more leeway with losing at the NFL level in terms of this. If you lose a game or two in college football, you're out. You're not winning the national championship. You could lose three, four, five, six games in the NFL, still make the playoffs, and still go on a postseason run. And I think Urban Meyer, that, that has occurred to him here, that he could handle losses in his mind probably a little better than he could at the college level where he struggled to do that, and I think it contributed to him stepping away from the game the number of times that he did. Hey, Adam, you can lose 10 games in the NFL and make the playoffs. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, you're right. Well, he's not talking to the the NFC East right now, unfortunately for him. So, yes. Hey, hey, Shefty, I was going to ask you, are are those reports, what, what are your thoughts on those reports about Urban Meyer potentially receiving $12 million a year to potentially coach the Jaguars? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, uh, that, that's not my understanding. I was told that that's not accurate. But, again, he's okay. going to command a lot of money. Okay, great. And so how about moving on to the Browns? Uh, what's the latest with their COVID situation and Kevin Savansky? Well, it, it's been closed, Jay, and we'll see whether they open up today. But, look, even if they open today, uh, here's the bottom line. If there are no more positive tests and there are no positive tests yesterday, the playoff game is going to be played Sunday night. And so everybody's waiting to see whether they open today or not. Um, But just think about this. They have not been in the playoffs since 2002. You've got the biggest football game in Cleveland in 18-plus years. And they're not going to have their head coach. And their longest 10-year player, the guy that's waited the longest for this opportunity, Joel Batonio, can't play in the game because he tested positive. And so you lose Joel Batonio. You lose your head coach. You lose a couple of assistant coaches. I mean, that's just wild to think about and it's on Thursday now and they still haven't had the building open to practice so it's been virtual meetings and again this is the way of the world but Cleveland has waited so long for this opportunity and now that it has it this is what it's been like it's been a little bit odd we should mention this week on the Adam Schefter podcast his guest is the Jets Frank Gore by the way very quietly the third all-time leading rusher in NFL history. Yeah. How long has Frank Gore Amazing. been around? Wow. How long has he been around? His son, Frank Gore Jr., was a freshman this year in college at Southern Miss. Adam, thank you so much. Look forward to downloading the podcast. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Have All a great day. Right. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio.
Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.